Hi, it's Stephen DiPietro from the Stoic Leadership Podcast. On bad luck, is bad luck inevitable? When something terrible happens, I'm going to respond with, oh, bad luck. Similarly, in a bad period, I, like many people, am hopeful of good times ahead, and I hope that eventually my luck's going to turn. This hope for future positive circumstances is actually called hope. We all believe in hope. In one way or another, we all believe in it. So pervasive is our need for hope that we have hope for hope. We hope for good luck in the future. We accept that good things will happen in the future. Deep down, we know they will, even if they don't. We just deep down somewhere expect things to turn around. The only reason anyone would ever gamble is exactly that. It's the hope of a future win. If a gambler knew they were never going to win, they wouldn't gamble. But a gambler expects a warm hit of the dopamine-inducing happy drug that flows through the body to make them feel good sometime in the future. Gambling is all about expecting to win sometime in the future, even if you know that perhaps in the long run you won't. There's just this eternal hope. Even in the depths of despair, we hope for better circumstances in the future, just like we hope for a sunny day following a devastating storm. When that luck comes, we breathe breathe a sigh of relief and look at the circumstance thinking, oh, it's about time. But when it comes to bad luck, we seem a little bit more surprised. We know Murphy's Law is likely to strike us and it could strike at any time, but we're somehow totally blindsided and surprised when good old Murphy arrives. So that begs the question, what is good and what is bad? And then what is luck? So let's look at what is bad. Bad is the opposite of good. No great discovery there. I can't experience good without a reference point. If I draw a circle on a page, I I can't tell if it's large or small, near or far. I can't do any of that until I have a reference point. So I need to draw another circle. Without the reference point, it's just, well, just a circle. It's not until I draw that other circle that I can class it as a big or small or near or far. It's like a wave. A wave without troughs is a lake. Have a think about that. If it's just a wave with peaks, well, then it's just a whole bunch of peaks and that's just a body of flat water and that's really just a lake. It's not a wave anymore. So the wave needs the trough. It surprises no surfer to see a trough between the waves. They expect it. They expect that dip. Just as a wave can't exist without a trough, I can't have good without bad. So why do I still get surprised by bad luck? If I'm going to have the good, I shouldn't be surprised by the bad. It comes down to, I think the reason that we, we, we fight this bad luck is that it comes down to equity. It's not fair. It's not fair that the economy crushed. It's not fair that interest rates went up. Well, hang on a second. Whoa, stop. One person's bad luck can be another person's good luck. If interest rates increase, it's bad luck for a borrower, but it's good news for an investor. If I'm leading a race, and I trip over just before the finish line. It seems to be surprising bad luck for me. But it's actually good luck for the person who beat me. The event itself 
tripping over, has no value to attach to it. It's got no value any more than a circle is just a circle drawn on a piece of paper. That raises the question of why I would deserve better luck than the next person. Clearly I don't. No one deserves anything. Events just happen. So tripping over at the finish line is neither good nor bad. It just depends on your perspective. As for luck, well, a series of events have occurred and they caused me to trip over during this race. It could be that a small gust of wind caught me off guard just as my foot hit a small divot in the ground just before the finish line. Now, I can't control the tripping over because that is what's going to happen when that circumstance occurs. And I can't control the tripping over any more than I can control the divot in the ground or the gust of wind. They're external events. The divot was there, the wind just blew, there was no luck involved in that. There's no luck in interest rates going up or down. It occurs because of an infinite almost number of market forces. So there's no such thing as luck and the event is neither good nor bad. So when an event occurs, I should see it as just inevitable. Let's reframe that. So I might have gone too deep down that rabbit warren. Let's reframe this racing analogy. Ask a friend the following question. Imagine you're running along in a race. You're fatigued. You're kind of just hanging in there. And just before the end, a gust of wind blows the moment your heel hits the ground. Your heel catches the edge of a small divot. What do you think is going to happen? Well, you know what's going to happen. It's inevitable. You're going to fall over. It's not bad luck. It's an inevitability. There are there are quite a few thoughts mixed in here. First, if I'm to expect good things to happen in the future, then inevitably bad things will also happen. Secondly, good and bad depends on context. One person's good is another person's bad. And third, if I reconstruct all the events that occurred, I shouldn't be surprised that it will happen again. That is actually how scientific experiments are created. All these wacky events get put together in an experiment and it can prove a theory, but it only proves the theory if when someone else puts all of those events together again and repeats the same outcome and then someone else does the same thing again and they repeat the outcome. That's the definition of the scientific method. That just proves that that event is going to be inevitable, just as inevitable as is going to be your tripping over or my tripping over just at that finishing line. So bad luck is inevitable. Don't need to be surprised by it. I'm Stephen DiPietro. Thanks again for tuning in.